What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast today. Plenty to talk about. DeAndre Hopkins is a free agent. Is he heading to the AFC North? Is he heading to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Kenny Pickett gets his playbook stolen in a, a very... I want to say ironic, but you got to follow Locked On Steelers <laughs> podcast to know how ironic mm-hmm. and funny that situation is. Antonio Brown lets fans down once again, a trend that may never end. And Le'Veon Bell wants to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We got to talk about all that and more. It's a beautiful day. I don't even want to say in Je- or, or in the Berg. I'm here in Jessup. For those of you who haven't followed the show long enough, I talk about this event <laughs> called St. Ubaldo Weekend here in uh, the town of Jessup probably about a hundred times a year. It was this past weekend. My throat's still recovering. Plenty of cigars, plenty of screaming, (laughs) plenty of yelling Italian songs for 24 hours straight. It was a great weekend. I'm sure it's a beautiful day in the Berg as well. How are you feeling, my friend? Feeling very good. It is a beautiful day in the Berg. I got woken up to what I hope are fireworks out here (laughs) in the South side. We're starting our Memorial Day celebrations early. Yeah. Um, But yeah, feel really good. I had a great weekend too. Um, I I hope that Go great ahead. weekend continues, continues. Tonight. Yes, I yes, we still have still got one more thing to do this weekend. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, I that was I'm referring to the Celtics game, obviously, but that was that was one of the coolest things I've ever like sports things I've ever seen like live, you know, like getting to like, the roller coaster going from like those free those like Jimmy Butler hits some free throws. The shot goes up, it's missed. And then, yeah. And then that tip goes back in. That was that was awesome. My phone, I I like tip pulled a phone out of the back of my pocket after after it happens, and I have like twenty text messages, like <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, like it, it was it was awesome. Yeah, I was telling you before the show, but I you know I was obviously not. I was a little buzzed up at a couple of brews and a couple of brews as in like 18 glasses of homemade wine. <laughs> um, and by that point, you know, texting wasn't a real thing. Although I did order Domino's at the end of the night. Very impressed with that one. Um, yeah. But I was I was running around to every random person I could find with a cell phone out. And I was like, what's the score of the Celtics <laughs> game? I got to know. I got to yeah. know. I'm happy. You know, tonight, it's, it's going to be a good one. Is it, I feel like it's the perfect way to uh, shout out. Let me ask this before we dive into some football. Game seven, you give the winner of this series an upper hand over a team that's been sitting for a week, or you look at it the other way around. I had this debate over the weekend. Again, I was, you know, I was a little deep into the day. So I was very <laughs> passionate about my side. I want to hear yours. I, I'd give, I don't think it's as big a difference. Like at this point, everyone's like beat to hell. Like yeah. the, the playoffs are just a, a, are a complete war on, on every side, but I do kind of give it to the team who's, uh, who's been playing quite honestly. I think like there's mm-hmm. a rested versus rusty kind of thing going on. Like I, I think the team that plays for a little bit longer and is, is, is in the fight. And I mean, also the team that wins like both teams, if the Celtics win, they'll they'll go in having won four in a row, just like the the Nuggets did. So there's a little yeah. bit of momentum there too. So I I would give it to the team that's been playing. That's how I was the same way. Everybody's like, no way, do rust. And I'm like, this is the playoffs, man. It ain't, it ain't about it ain't about rest. It's about momentum. Right. And the team that's playing's got that momentum, even if it is the Heat yeah. the other way around. You know, oh, you yeah. just you just pulled off a huge win. Like whoever wins tonight, their 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 high is as high as it gets. Meanwhile, the Nuggets got to get back into it. I agree 100%. Absolutely. All right. <clears throat> Let's dive into some football. Over the weekend, for those of you who have, who have not heard, Kenny Pickett's car and playbook 
were stolen during a radio interview at, uh, I don't know, the car dealership, but he was it was outside of a car dealership. Somebody left their car at the car dealership, took Kenny Pickett's. Later that night, there was an incident at that person's house. The police showed up, and I would imagine one of the cops said, isn't that Kenny Pickett's car? And <laughs> there you go. Car was recovered. Playbook was recovered. I mean, there's a lot to dive into on this one, I feel like. First off, who's stealing cars from a car deal? Like, did they just expect that somebody be like, oh, I like this one here? And they'd just be like, oh, that one's, it's not coming up in the system. I don't know. I don't know what's right. going on. Why Why is this not? They keep track of those things. Like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. People at car dealerships keep track of those. Yeah. Did they know cars? it was yeah. Kenny Pickett's car or did they just want a nice Genesis? Like, so many questions. So many questions. Also, yeah, the guy's name of- was Christopher Carter. For those of you who don't follow Locked On <laughs> Steelers podcast, the host of that show is named. Christopher Carter, different guy, still hilarious. I'm sure he got a hundred text messages over the weekend about the situation. Yeah, and Chris was out of town. I think. I think he was in Atlanta or something over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, I'm sure yeah. he was. It's a pretty good alibi for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 17 pictures of mm-hmm. phenomenal food that he's posted over the last 48 hours shows that he clearly wasn't stealing Genesis's out of Chevrolet parking lots. But I, I mean, like, I, I just I don't know where to dive into it. Let I want to ask this. Because this is my and I, you know, my mom and my fiance don't obviously follow football like we do. My first thing was somebody on the Steelers definitely made a phone call to some police station somewhere and said, look, it, I don't care what you got to do. You right. go through that man's phone. Every picture that you find, you delete it. You check all the apps to see if there's a hidden picture thing somewhere. You delete those mm. two. I want it all gone yeah. because that playbook is a billion times more valuable than some car that Kenny Pickett could buy any day of the week if he wanted to. Right. I was going to say, I, I think that was my first question too, was when, if you're the Steelers, do you have to change things in your playbook, change calls, change, not, I guess not change plays. You can't really do that, but like change your calls or adjust somehow. Cause like. They've, they've got to be sweating a little bit thinking that there could be, oh yeah you know, there, there could be stuff getting out there. Yeah. I, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I'm sure it like breaks some laws. Somebody in the comments will let us know, like, you know, if that's allowed, I doubt it is, mm-hmm. but I like, I mean, for the city of Pittsburgh, you got to be a hero at some point and say, I'm going to take that risk and I'm going through <laughs> this man's phone and I'm finding all the evidence that I could find and deleting it. But at, at the same time, like, did the guy even know? Like, I think that's my biggest question here is, did he know it was Kenny Pickett's car? Did he know that the playbook was in the car? Like, did Kenny just like have it sitting on the front seat? These guys, for those of you who don't, (laughs) don't know, Pittsburgh Steelers practice, like they put up giant tarps on the side of the field so that you can't see in from the outside of practice. They, the, the, the security levels are insane. I mean, you know, I said, I, I put out something about, you know, individual drills that I had videos of and I got a phone call from their PR department immediately. and was like, Hey, you are not allowed. Like I get that. It's in your video. You could post the video. You can't say what's in the video. That's how strict they are on keeping mm-hmm. their things a secret, which I a hundred percent get. It's the NFL. You know, the, it, you got to do what you got to do. But if they, it, it, I, I highly doubt that the quarterbacks just got it like sitting there on the front seat. So did he even know, it was there. Was it discovered? I don't know. What do you think a playbook would go for? Where you called the Baltimore Ravens and you said, "Hey, look at I got, I have Kenny Pickett's playbook. Make me an offer." What do you What do you think it's going for? Well, it's got to be. Well, because you're going to get a fine that you're going to get an ensuing fine from the NFL for buying. Oh yeah, yeah, it's coming out at some point. You're so losing like, a Super Bowl ring, the whole nine. Yeah. 
but like I don't know, but I guess it's also it's for two games a year, I guess, but it's a it's against a big rival. I it it'd probably be north of ten million, right? Like it'd be oh, eight yeah. figures. Yeah, oh it'd definitely be eight that? figures. No, 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 I agree. I think it's right about right about that that number. Like it's it's a definitely above my first thought was a million dollars because like the average Joe, especially a guy who just stole a car, like he clearly is not like, yeah, give me a hundred million dollars. He'd be like, oh, a million bucks. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I could do a lot with it. But yeah, bucks. easily. Yeah, you're easily it's easily an eight figure deal or seven minimum. Like you're you are you're you're making a lot of money because those two games. I mean, first off, a game against the Pittsburgh Steelers at home, you're you're smoking a million dollars in revenue that day. There's no, you know, no question that stadium's filled to the max. The jersey sales that week are insane. The everything, you know, the TV deals, the advertisements, the spot, the whole nine for a rival game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're making a million dollars. So to beat them on top of that, well worth a million dollars. Do you think it'd be like, cause the Steelers are a good one. Obviously like you want to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers team on the rise team that always gives you a hard time. Somebody calls you with the Cincinnati Bengals playbook. What you giving up for the Cincinnati Bengals playbook. That's a Super Bowl contender right there. Right. So you think like the better the team, the more valuable their playbook is like, you yeah, pay more yeah. for it. Yeah. Cause at that but point, also, like you probably got to play them tw- three times to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, also, like, do you think every team has film, right? Like, you've seen, I, I also feel like there's an element true. of you've seen these teams enough and you can get film pretty easily. I feel like if you're an NFL true. team, like, it's not, I don't know, maybe you might not be able to know every call, but you could at least see formations and plays just by, you know, watching yeah, the game, I guess. That's true. I would love to go in there tomorrow and ask, be like, hey, Cam. You know, is it valuable or is it just are we all making a big deal? You'd probably be like, no, nah, it's no big deal at all. I'm like, no, nah, it's definitely, definitely big. Like Kenny said a, a number of times, he's like, it takes like three to four hours to install one play. Could you imagine like yeah. having every single one like a like a Kyle Shanahan playbook? That's worth yeah, un, ungodly amounts of money. Ungod like that's right. that's ridiculous because that those plays. I mean, Debo Samuels has come out and said so many times that he's like, we have like books and books of plays that we have not released yet that we've never even run that we know like that I could see that one being worth a lot of money do you think it'd be worth so if he held on to it you know somehow got away with this whatever whole nine you're talking AFC championship game Pittsburgh versus Buffalo you give Brandon Bean a call hey buddy I got Pittsburgh's playbook you want it worth more money then or now oh it would definitely be worth oh no no yeah for a team now I, I, or then then i think it would be worth more like in the moment because mm-hmm. i also think you like you call billy bean or uh yeah billy no brandon bean. brandon bean sorry 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 uh brandon bean the you know week before the afc championship game he's gonna be sweating that game out you know he's nervous he's it's a big game it's a playoff game you know i think you could you could drive up that price a little bit just by holding on to it for a little bit longer and waiting yeah. until january yeah so chris carter you know obviously not the i mean i don't know but probably not the greatest guy made a huge mistake and then made another one, which I think is worse that the mistake, I'm not going to bring that part up, but the way worse than stealing a car. And, <laughs> but in the long run, he should have ditched the car, snagged the playbook, held onto that thing as long as possible, stayed under the radar, went and got his car back and kept moving because, you know, you play the long game on that one, which I don't think car thieves are thinking long game, but if you think the long yeah. game worth so much more money, so much more money. All right. 
Let's keep it moving here. Uh, the other big thing over the weekend, Antonio Brown was set to uh, play football. Again, we were all, we hyped it up. Me and you came on here, talked about him, Cam Newton, who he's now offering $150,000 to play one game. I'm sure everybody else on that roster who's not making $150,000 a game is very excited to hear that Antonio Brown isn't paying them on time, but is willing to pay Cam Newton $150,000 in cash. The team, the Albany Empire, which we still, we believe that he owns, I guess, sold a record number of tickets for Saturday's game after he he released ads he he went on a Twitter live like seven times talking about this thing he made it the biggest deal in the world that he was playing football on Saturday for the first time for the Albany Empire jam-packed stadium who's not on the field Antonio Brown and his excuse <laughs> was the physical papers did not come through on time which he admits as an owner he could have just bypassed and said, it's no big deal. It's whatever. But he did not because quote unquote, he wanted to set a good example for the rest of the team, which his good example was letting the fans down, making people spend money for him not to show up. I mean, I don't know. Like what do we, where do we even go from here? Do we just, at what point do we give up on this guy? Right. We, well, we give up on this guy when people stop being interested in him. Like, cause yeah. I don't know. I think there are a lot of people who will tell you that they're really tired of hearing about AB, but then, I don't know, then he tells you he's going to play in an arena football game and tons of people show out and tons of people buy tickets and tons of people read those stories. Like, I, I AB is like a, it, it, he's a weirdly attractive, like people are drawn to him in weird ways. Like people are just yeah. interested in what he's doing. And part of that's just that he does crazy stuff. But I, yeah, like I, I, I this just, he was looking for attention, I think, and he got it. And I don't know. He couldn't have at least like played the football game for it. Like, I don't know. It would have been it would have been fun to see. Like Yeah. And now he's saying June sixteenth. I, I don't understand what that's that's when that's his return. June sixteenth is I'll, now his return. I'll believe it when I well, so wait, why three weeks from now? I, I don't know how exactly how the arena football league schedule goes, but I assume they play once a week like Yeah, they do. I think that's his next then. I think that's their next home game. So he's obviously oh, okay. not playing away games. They don't make as much money. You know, he's not going to he's not going to go suit up for another team like he's going to play at home. I, meanwhile, the Albany Empire are terrible. So he's trying to, like, save their season. I just. I don't know, like, like you just I don't have any respect left for Antonio Brown at this point. Like, I don't look at Antonio Brown as somebody that I'm like, ah, oh, this guy, you know, he's got a head on his shoulders, blah, blah, blah. He's doing good to the people. He's the most selfish human being I think I've ever met. Or I, I mean, I have met him, but I've ever I've ever heard of in football. He's terrible when it comes to all that. I just and like the worst part about it, I think, is the people that showed up at that game are not NFL fans. They're not me and you, you know, they're not they're not going to see Antonio Brown because they're giant Antonio Brown fans. They're diehard Albany Empire fans who are like, man, we get to see Antonio Brown suit up for the Albany Empire on a game where military personnel got in free. First responders got in free. So all these people are being honored. Somebody bought. I saw something where somebody was sitting in the owner's suite. I couldn't imagine the amount of money that you have to pay to sit in the owner's suite of any game, even an arena football game, yeah. just for him to not show up. And then I'm I'm almost positive they lost. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm almost, they are, yeah, one in, they're one in five. They're yeah. one in five. I, so. I knew they were bad. I, 
So I assume they, I assume they lost. Yeah, that's just like such a, such a huge. Like I don't know how much. Twenty seven, they lost. Awesome. Yeah, they sold out arena just to get smoked. Yeah, just that's bad. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, and and it's just, I, I don't know what Antonio Brown's doing with his life, and I, I don't, I don't get what like what his end game is, what his goal, like why he, I don't know. There's nothing cohesive to his movements. It's just all for the spectacle, and it's all to get eyes on him, I guess. Yeah, and to make money. That's what he's all about. He's all about just, you know, how his business is booming, and that's just, he'll never let it down. But for those people who, like, we've hit a point where, like, if you show up to that June 16th, 16 game, expecting to see Antonio Brown, you know, like, fool me once, shame on, yeah, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Like, that's, you know, just at some point, give up on the guy, because... It's just, it, it's story after story after story. That's what I, like, so again, yesterday, Saturday, I was, you know, I was drinking a little alcohol, having a good time. So I was not paying attention to the Albany Empire on who showed up <laughs> for what game. Sunday morning, I wake up, and it's all over my timeline. People just being like, Antonio Brown didn't show up. This is why, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it's just, the disappointment well, is I just think, annoying. Right, and and there was, there was a time where AB could have been, like, a bit of a goofy figure, but, like, you mm-hmm. know, not, like, actively harmful to people or uh you know no or just yeah, like a bad person like he, he could have been one of those guys that we just laugh about like and, and think of as kind of an eccentric millionaire like in his post-playing days but he's just like not a good person you know just he's not like, a good person there's the there's the yeah. Vontez perfect thing where everybody's like well cte and like that hit he changed after the hit no i'm just genuinely convinced that antonio brown is just a bad human and right. doesn't care about being a good human and that's you know that's where we are. So, you know, hopefully – I don't even – I hope that the players on the Albany Empire are getting paid, first of all. I hope right. that they do turn the season around. W- would would I show up to an Albany Empire game at all this season expecting Antonio Brown to show up with me? No chance. Zero, zero chance. It's just another Antonio Brown move, and uh, and that's the end of it. Do you believe the, there was a report that came out when – I, I want to say Friday night that said that uh, AB's return – that never happened was drawing interest from NFL teams for him to sign with them this summer. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I think if there was, I, I don't know. I, I don't think any NFL team would touch him with a 10 foot pole. Like they, no. I don't think anyone wants any part of that in their organization, especially after he's been out of football for however many years now. Like yeah. even if you were willing to deal with the headaches that he would, he would create, I don't think he'd be that valuable of a contributor. No, no, no chance. 34 years old. I just, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is on the market. Go get him. Don't, don't even, don't. Right. No, nobody's, the Antonio Brown's, the playing days are over. You know, we could fool as many people as we want, but it's just, it's not happening. It's not happening. All right. Next thing I want to talk about DeAndre Hopkins on the market, as we just said, uh, he's got a, a running list of teams. So he's named like, pretty consistently the same quarterbacks it was like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Burrow, uh, Josh Allen. Uh, I don't know uh, whoever else is out there. That's really good. Uh, Justin Herbert was Justin one of Herbert was one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That he would like to play for on his next team. There, there's a running list. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler said recently that the Cleveland Browns are quote unquote, a dark horse to sign him Deshaun Watson and him obviously have a past in Houston. They were very successful there for the two years or three years that they played together. Uh, according to bet online dot AG 
The Dallas Cowboys are the running favorite right now for DeAndre Hopkins, two to one odds, followed by the Kansas City Chiefs, the Patriots, the Bills, and then it goes the Eagles and the Ravens. For the Steelers, that's a direct impact on almost all these guys. Uh, right. Let's let's start at the top there. Do you think that there's any chance he ends up in Dallas, or you think this is an AFC? Now, if you're looking for a championship, you're going to the AFC, right? Right. I assume this is a move that he wants. Like this is a move with the with the goal of winning. Like he wants to be on a winning team because yeah. Andrew Hopkins really. I, I guess you could call those teams he some of those teams he played on with the Texans. Those were winners. They like played the playoffs and stuff, but yeah. They weren't like Super Bowl contenders or anything like that. So, no. I don't know. Do you think Dallas is a Super Bowl contender? I really don't think so. No. Uh, and I, I could see Jerry Jones throwing a bunch of money at him, but I don't think that's exactly what he's looking for. So I, I don't. I don't think Dallas is that strong of a contender. I don't really see that. No, I don't see it either. Do you think so? That leads the rest of them. And really, the big question is what one impacts the Steelers less? You end up in Kansas City, Buffalo, or are you head to the AFC North? I mean. If he goes to Buffalo, if he goes to Kansas City, you don't play them during the regular season if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. But chances are, if you're going to make a Super Bowl run, you got to go through one of those two teams, if not both of them. Baltimore, you play twice a year. That would be, in my opinion, the worst out- outcome for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then there's the Cleveland Browns, which maybe I'm wrong on thinking this, but if I'm the Steelers, as much as I don't want the Browns to get better, I'm hoping that he signs with the Browns. I mean, I'm hoping that he signs with the Patriots because I apologize, but the Patriots yeah, are not, too. you know, they're, they're not there. They're not, they're yeah. not, they're not with the rest of them. But if I'm the Steelers and the Patriots are off the table and you're just picking with AFC teams, go to Cleveland. You know, you want to show us that, that this is a contending team. Cool. You know, stun me. But in my eyes, you know, you're yeah. banking on a lot and, and I right. think it's going to happen. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene products. Don't be the guy at the beach with the Austin Powers chest hair, and if you grew some winter man tits, the least you can do is make sure that they're hairless. It's time to get ready for the hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with our code STEALERS20. Look at I'm full-blown Italian, as Italian as it comes. And man, let me tell you, I need Manscaped every single summer. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full-body grooming game with their Performance Package 4.0. The kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 4.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid, liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Whether you're trimming your chest or the treasure chest in your pants, this is the best trimmer on the market. Their trimmer features a ceramic blade designed to cut hair on loose skin and to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. You could even trim an arrow pointing to the promised land if you're bold enough. Inside the performance package, you'll find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day long. No one likes nose hairs, so their package also comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0. You also get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value add, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. Excuse me. When I get that excited about a product, I just can't talk. If you're wearing sandals, you need to get the Manscaped Shears 2.0 Nail Kit. 
Having the right tools for grooming is essential. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code STEALERS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with our code STEALERS20 at manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles. Right. DeAndre Hopkins would make me take the Browns a little bit more seriously, but I really don't mm-hmm. see them as a contender in any in any sense, really. Like, I'm not – I'll believe it when I see it. I think it's certainly possible that Sean Watson could regain form and, and things get cohesive and they have pretty good defense. They, they've got some young talent on offense, but, I, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't – I don't think Cleveland's I, – I, so I understand your argument then. You know, you like you – as much as you don't want the Browns to get better, you got to play them twice a year too you would rather they get better than the Ravens or the Bills or the Chiefs or anyone else, really. Could you imagine walking into Arrowhead, AFC Championship game, and not only do you have to play Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and everybody, Isaac Pacheco, who's probably going to be better in year two, but you now have to somehow shut down DeAndre Hopkins? Like, that is... That is not – I'd take week whatever you play the Browns and whatever you play the Browns and say chances are we could win at least one of these two and there's an even bigger chance that we could at least knock them out of the playoffs, keep them out of the playoffs, and then we don't have to worry about them anymore. I would take that over either team. Buffalo too because, you know, Josh yeah. Allen and, and there's questions there obviously, but, I mean, the Buffalo, when Buffalo's on, they're on and they're dominant and they're scary and – to add DeAndre Hopkins to Stefan uh, Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis, I mean that's just that's just the worst case scenario for for the Pittsburgh. City. I mean Baltimore is the worst case scenario. He ends up in Baltimore. Right. Oh yeah, that is yeah. as bad as it gets. Right. You almost feel like he can go anywhere. Like if he's gonna go, he can go anywhere but Baltimore. Like Baltimore yes. just cannot happen. Like it's no, no. Especially you, you should I sign him Lamar. before. The Steelers yeah. should sign yeah. up before he gets to Baltimore. Like that. Oh, yeah. That, if they that, get any hint that, that Baltimore's sitting there and they're like, here's $18 million, Pittsburgh should be like, all right, here's 25. Because, you know, we don't even have that much cap space, but we'll cut everybody. We'll figure yeah. it out. Do not go to Baltimore, please. Yeah, no, that's that's the especially with Lamar saying that that offense is is changing and it's more of a passing offense. Like to add DeAndre Hopkins is very scary for the Pittsburgh Steelers because I don't like, do I think Baltimore is a contender? I would say I would say they're not a strong contender, but they're they'd give you a run for your money. You know, do I want to run yeah. into them in the postseason if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers? No chance. You know, do I? I'd rather play the I'd rather the Browns be good and have to play them in the playoffs than face the Baltimore Ravens and then have to play them twice in the regular season. Which those two teams are those two games might decide whether or not you even make the postseason. Like that's right. Right. very very scary. And then you got the rest of them, obviously. Right. Like Lamar Jackson alone makes your your floor very, very high and your ceiling gets even higher when you throw in DeAndre Hopkins there. Like if your biggest knock on Lamar is that he's not a great passer, well, giving him a guy who can catch incredible like 50-50 balls is probably the best thing for him. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if we're being – what's the most ideal? Let's ask this one. What's the most ideal landing spot for the Steelers? Because you named Justin Herbert – I think in my eyes, that's it. Like, you want to go, you want to go to LA? You want to go play for the Chargers? Cool. Like, sounds yeah, good. Like, in worst case, yeah, we got to run into you once a year. Sounds yeah. good. Sounds good. Yeah, I, that has to be it. I mean, especially in the short term. Like, I don't know how long his deal is going to be, but you got to play New England this year. 
New England's, yeah, New. I would say probably New England. I guess honestly, I feel like they're up there. Too. Yeah, New England would. Yeah, either one of those two. Like a team that's, I mean, New England. I think is less as a contender than LA just because of oh, the yeah. quarterback oh, situation. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, like a team that like isn't isn't dominant, isn't scary that you don't have to play twice a year. That's easily that's hands down. Unless you're going to go to the NFC, like you know, you want to play oh, DeAndre yeah, Hopkins in the Super Bowl. It's not, unless it's Philly, you know, he ends up in Philly. That's a that's scary. That's that's not <laughs> ideal for anybody, anybody at all in the league. So let yeah, alone no, Pittsburgh. But yeah. I'll take my chances, you know, before before I end up in the AFC North or really anywhere else. Yeah, agreed. All right, last thing I want to talk about here: Le'Veon Bell jumped on the uh, Still Here podcast. Uh, over the weekend, or I believe it was Friday at Friday morning, he talked. It was a good interview. It was an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes, something like that. I, I'd encourage watching the whole thing. I think it's hilarious that, like, the biggest takeaways, I was telling you this earlier, and we wrote something about how he wants to say he wants to come back to Pittsburgh, which we're about to talk about. Uh, people quoted a billion things. He, he called, like, the Cincinnati Bengals dirty, talked about his time leaving um, and how he regrets some of it. He also talked about how before games he would smoke a little weed, and ESPN was just like, that's the one that is the story that we have to run with is Antonio mm-hmm. or uh, Le'Veon Bell, just like most of the rest of the league does something to numb their bodies before they get into train wrecks for the next 90 minutes of their life. Right. So that's the big takeaway for us. The big takeaway is the fact that Le'Veon Bell said that he would like to retire a Pittsburgh Steeler and if they'd be open to it him play at least a preseason game. But in my head and listening to it, it kind of sounds like he was like, I would come back to the Steelers. Like, and I would play a minimal role. Like he's played on other teams and I would just be a part of this organization. Cause I enjoyed my time here. Let's start with that one. If the Steelers, it- if Le'Veon Bell called Mike Tomlin or whoever. You got good. Oh yeah. I, well, no, go ahead. You, you, you finish your question. Uh, I, I, can I, 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 I didn't think I didn't think. All right. All right. If I, uh, if Le'Veon Bell calls Mike Tomlin calls whoever and says, Hey, you know, let me come to your third, your third running back. They right now they don't really have one. A vet minimum ends up at training camp. I mean, you upset about that? Would you think that's that's good value? Or at this point, you're just looking at it and going, all right, let's just try it. Test the waters other places than a 32 year old running back who boxes now instead of plays football. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, for a vet minimum, I, I think it's interesting. At least you can at least try it out. Um. Cut him and it won't be a ton of money on on, on your plate. Uh, I, I I think it's worth a shot. Um, I just think it's really interesting. Like when Le'Veon Bell left Pittsburgh, it was kind of this. I don't want to call it high and mighty, but he was kind of on top of the world a little bit. Like mm-hmm. he was the one who he was the star. He had his whole career ahead of him. He was set to make a ton of money, and it was kind of a like, I don't need you guys, and I don't need this this city. Like I can go make my money somewhere else. It's just interesting, and you know, I, I there's nothing wrong with that. I guess like he he need, he wanted to make his money, he can go do that. But at least the way I think I, I thought about it at the time, um, it's just interesting to see him come back and be a little humble. Like I, it seemed like that the rest of it, the way his career went after he left Pittsburgh humbled him a little bit, and I think he, I don't, it, it was it was just interesting to see. And I I don't I don't know. It was uh, and I feel like there is a people in Pittsburgh look at him a little differently because there wasn't much of a career after Pittsburgh. Like they can appreciate him a little bit more, you know, like the ending was sour, but I don't know. Time heals all wounds. And this one seems pretty, uh, this seems like water on the bridge now. 
Yeah, it. I, I think it definitely does. Like, I don't think anybody in the organization was like holding a grudge, being like, ah, oh, you know, Le'Veon Bell, this guy. But at the in the time, I mean, like, you know, you, people again, were, time, people were really mad, upsetting. but so was he. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I was here for it. I was, I was in Pittsburgh at the time. I was still in school, but like, he released, he released the mixtape, dissing the city, dissing the organization. Mm. He was, he was out here like, yo, they're making me the villain, blah blah blah. And like he wanted the guaranteed money, I get that, but in the long run, the Steelers were a hundred percent right. Like this guy's not going to hold up. Is not yeah. like you know, it's it's the NFL. It's a running back market. Sorry, but like you've been dealing, you haven't been healthy for the postseason at all. Like I think they were, I think they were spot on in what they were trying to do with this guy is to say, hey, you want to come earn your money, come earn your money. We'll give you plenty of it, but if you're not available, we're not giving you anything. And I think Le'Veon Bell wanted the guaranteed. I 100% get this. It's a business, and I think players should profit from that business as much as the the organizations do. But the you know the water under the bridge, 100%. Do I think? that they would ignore the red flags that he left with no chance, you know? And, and I, it's, you can only compare it to Antonio Brown and say, you know, well, Antonio Brown, like the same way he said it in the past, I'd like to come back to the Steelers and there's just no chance. It's a very drastically different situation. This is not even anywhere near as intense as the Antonio Brown stuff, but at the same time, like, you know, are they going to just ignore it and just say, right. well, you know, remember all that time you talked crap on our head coach and said this about Ben and said this about the ownership and, and all this stuff. Like, no, they're not, they're not, they're just going to look right. at it and they're going to say, cool. Like if you were very good, if he was a starting running back and this guy was ready to come here and play for nothing and just wanted to finish his career in Pittsburgh, totally different situation, but to be a third right. running back, a guy that they could find anywhere on the street or, or with the guys that they have on the roster, no, it's yeah. just, you know, it's not Art Rooney's not sitting there going, yeah, let's I'm going to give that my stamp of approval. He's definitely going to say, yeah. no, he's not coming to Pittsburgh. Sorry. Right. Do you think he'd retire but, a Steeler? You think there's a chance he signs a one day contract, retires a Steeler? Well, would the Steelers want to do that? Because I, 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 I get that I get that there might be some like the there's not, you know, active animosity, but they're also not going to like reward a guy who, like you said, was talking down in their organization and their head coach and their ownership and their star quarterback, like that stuff still happened. You know, you can't just, mm -hmm. can't just completely ignore it. I, I think while there isn't like active hate, like I said, it's probably not like a, it's, I, I don't think any of them are pals still. No, that's what I, yeah, exactly. Like I think it, a lot of guys probably leave Pittsburgh, realize the grass is not greener on the other side, which that is like, that is the definite, that was when that started. That phrase has been used a dozen times since Le'Veon Bell has left the Steelers. Like everybody who leaves the Steelers, it's the grass isn't always greener. The grass isn't always, I mean, Mason Rudolph used it four <laughs> days ago. Le'Veon Bell was the start of that one. Like the whole left realized eh, it's not working out anywhere else. Maybe I shouldn't have chased the money couldn't come back. And I just, I agree. I don't think that anybody's sitting around going, this is a guy that we want to retire a stealer because that's the thing is you sign a one day contract. You're going to, you're going to celebrate them. And there's going to be all these social media posts and you're going to do this. And you're like, just like Joe, you know, right. Joe Hayden retired a Brown. They threw the, right. the, the, they did the thing for him during the game. They celebrated him on social media. Like you're going to have to do all that. You're not going to do that for Le'Veon Bell. You're not going to say water under right. the bridge. It is what it is. You know, nobody's going to release a statement. Mike Tomlin probably say like congratulations in a press conference, you know, when it happens. And then that's about it. But there, no, like it's, he's not going to sign a one day when you, you burned a bridge, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I, I hope that bridge is mended and everybody's cool and everything's fine. 
but that doesn't mean that you get your glory at the end of it. I think that's right. the the biggest thing is that's the lesson here is like, don't, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't burn bridges and then expect to come back, you know, on a high horse and say, well, everything's, everything's fine. And I should end it how I started it No, Like, you know, it's right. just, if you just left in free agency, totally fine. You know, if you didn't make the mixtape, probably still pretty, pretty okay. You know, if it was just right. contract stuff, probably not that big of a deal, but yeah. you know, making a spectacle not. of leaving, making a spectacle of leaving and doing it on such a sour night, like, yeah, you can't come back from that and you can't like just, yeah, you can't ignore that when you're, cause, cause like you said, they would have to like honor him. It would be like mm-hmm. a celebratory thing. It would be, remember this guy's great career. Remember how much we loved him in Pittsburgh. And I don't think anyone wants to do that for nope. Le'Veon Bell. Nope. Nope. And, and, and truth be told, like when he did leave Pittsburgh, he was the best running back in football. You know, he, he, Mm -hmm. to a degree changed, changed the game for a lot of these guys. And I think that it stinks that he'll never be honored like that. Like he'll never be, people will forget about Le'Veon Bell very quickly. You know, like our, our kids won't be talking about Le'Veon Bell, but Le'Veon Bell did like he, he changed the game for a lot of, a lot of these guys. He, he reset that market. Like he was the reason that these guys, get paid even i mean what's saquon barkley uh franchise tags like 16 million dollars like that's because Le'Veon bell was like no no no, i'm getting paid like a wide receiver and a running back and a lot of these guys followed suit with that one but no you're not you know he's not going to get celebrated he's just going to get and that's i think that's the lesson to learn is like you know somebody said it to me a couple of days ago, like when we're talking about this situation, they were like, if you keep it in the family, no matter how hostile it gets, you could mend those things, you know, because yeah. it's not a big public. The, the second you take it public, the second you make it this big public headline and affair, that's when it can, you can't go back. You know, there's right. no turning around from there. And if you kept it in house and you did all and you complained to our Rooney and told everybody how terrible they were in this whole nine I mean, that's, you know, you want to, you want to retire a stealer. Nobody knows the bad parts. They'll do that because it's no, but now it's like, it's hurting their public image to say, oh, we'll take you back. Yeah. Just right. not what they're looking for. Not what they're looking for. So unfortunately for everybody sitting around hoping, uh, <laughs> hoping that, uh, that Le'Veon Bell retires a Pittsburgh Steeler. I don't think, I don't think you're going to get to turn on, toss on that 26 Jersey anytime soon, unfortunately. Plus, I mean, I think people forget that like, Dude, when he left, like they ransacked the players, like ransacked his his locker and like took his cleats and made this big deal about like this guy that held out on him and the whole like they did not like Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. So you're not, yeah. you know, it's just it's unfortunately it's just, you know, water on the bridge. Cool. Everybody moved on. Nah, it's not. Yeah, You'll never see him at an alumni event, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Yeah. With that one, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Check us out anywhere you get your podcast. And as always, find mine and Steven's work on allsteelers.com. Find our pit stuff at Inside the Panthers. Hopefully on Wednesday, Steven's got a big smile on his face. Not a little upset, but we'll <laughs> root for that at 830 tonight. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.